Under the Helmet. You do your thing, all right? Don't be nervous, okay? The show that looks at long-term player value in fantasy football. It's the moment right here. We're going to have to decide what type of team we want to be. Building Dynasties each and every week. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Chad Parsons. I'm telling you, man, you're leading the league in hydration. I got a Dynasty team reaping rewards for the next decade. Find written and premium audio content at uthdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose. Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now. Welcome to Under the Helmet this week. I am Chad Parsons. Got a special installment, an interview with uh, a longtime friend of mine. Uh, long time for me is seven, eight years. Uh, when, met him when I moved to Florida, 2016, 2015, somewhere in that time frame. And uh, we would just talk football. Uh, a lot of the times uh, we were tennis uh, tennis partners and in uh, going to our local clubs and a lot of times just hanging out uh, on court off court talking uh, about the NFL talking about college and engaged with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers talked a little bit about the NFL draft as well and uh, look for a bonus episode uh, we've got um, after hours here talking about our top five football movies so that's going to be a separate podcast over there for UTH but again we didn't have a formal intro we just kind of got into talking as friends as we do. Um, and now that we're separated by a few states uh, with some of the, the, the travels here for myself, that uh, it's a good chance for us to catch up. So hopefully you enjoy the conversation. And uh, I know I certainly did here and a, a special guest that uh, if you remember, uh, actually Keith was on, I believe it was, we were reminiscing 2016, uh, had a few different guests on for the UTH live draft show. And he came on for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick uh, as that's a local team there down in Florida. He followed it closely for uh, much of his life. And again, just sharing a lot of that expertise, uh, the stories, and uh, again, the analysis that I always enjoyed in person talking to him. And just one of those discussions now recorded it as a podcast and here for the weekly show at UTH. So enjoy, and uh, we'll catch you uh, throughout the show here with uh, some interspersed discussions of of recent UTH content, but uh, lively discussion with uh, my friend, Keith. They do real football now? Yeah, real football. Real football. Well, two things. Two things I think we should do before when you after the one is one do uh do a little you know ask for a little intro because you know, just so I can you know and then the then the last time I was actually on a I was on your live broadcast which was yeah, pretty, yeah for the draft yeah which was which was a funny which was funny with because that was the uh, Hargraves one where I was ragging on them but uh, well we can get to that yeah, yeah do you know what year that was do you know what year the hargraves the thing is uh wasn't that 16 really no it was I, very, didn't, I didn't get to florida till 16 you're saying you're saying like a few months after i met you you came on the draft show i think so laramie tunsil that was the laramie tunsil draft because that's who i wanted them to draft oh, okay no uh wait alexa did Laramie Tunsil get drafted? You can just say Hargraves. Alexa answers contributor. In the first round of the 2013 draft. No. <laughs> second overall pick. No, he was a... a he you're, was, arguing, you're arguing <laughs> with Alexa? Alexa's an idiot. <laughs> no, idiot. <laughs> Alexa, stop. I, I could have sworn that it was... The 2016 draft. Let it's me, Ver, wait, it's, it's uh, Vernon Hargraves, right? Or is it Javon yeah. Hargraves? Vernon Hargraves. Okay, let's see what draft he was. Look at Larry Chunsel because he's still Google, around. It's, yeah, you're right. 2016. 
Yeah. Hargraves is 2016. Google beat Alexa. Wait, are they the same thing? But the, it, by the way, there was also an article. I, I mean, this is something we could probably bring up too, because being a Buck fan, they, there was an article that I just read, and they said they had every team's worst first round bust. Yeah. Right. And they came up for the Bucks, uh, uh, Keith McCams. And I'm going, how could they pick Keith McCams? when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the biggest bust in history for a first-rounder pick, Do you remember who it is? The biggest bust? It's not the Ryan. Ryan bust. Leaf is one of the biggest Big, busts, right? No, bigger bust than Ryan Leaf. Who we got? Bo Jackson. <laughs> 1986. Oh, the, okay. the, I don't know if you remember this, but because oh, wait, you're six years old, so... But what happened is the Bucs had the number one pick. And what they did is they did not want Bo Jackson to play baseball at Auburn in his final year. Right. He, they told Bo Jackson that they got approval from the NCAA for him to come and visit Tampa prior to the baseball season. <laughs> and then he got disqualified from playing baseball in his, in his final year at Auburn. And so then he got so pissed at the Buccaneers, he said, you better not draft me because I'm not going to sign. And they went and drafted him, and he never signed. And he went back into the draft the next year and became a Raider. Wow. So, so they literally, they so they literally burned their, first, their 101 pick. Number 1-1, and you, you, he never, ever even signed. So to me, that's worse than Ryan Lee. <laughs> so, so you, if you look up NFL draft history, will it show Bo Jackson one hundred and one, and then the next year Bo Jackson one hundred and one? Uh, yeah. Okay. He may have gone in a supplemental on this second on one. the next one. Okay. Yeah. And then someone gave up a first round pick. The, uh, the I, first I forget how it went. I, I know the Bucks got nothing for him. Well, let me ask you this though. Could, could you could. You, I'll, I'll say this though. So they got nothing from Bo Jackson. You know, he never showed up, never played it down, never put the uniform on. Is that better or worse than someone that comes in, can't play, negative impact on the team, and is a cancer like Ryan Leaf? Would you uh, rather have no one there well, and you move, the you move is, forward without the person? Or But the problem is with the Buccaneers, it, it stains the entire organization when your upper management makes right. Wonder, you know, it just filters. I mean, the, the Bucks were the worst. Were the worst. Well, that's the other thing is is the Bucks have the worst uh, career record of any team in the NFL. The worst. Mm -hmm. I wonder. I, I do wonder. Do you think someone could do the Bo Jackson now? I don't know all the mechanisms in place. If a junior comes out, let's say. You know, is it? Let's say uh, Trevor Lawrence was like, "I don't, I, I will not play for you, Jacksonville Jaguars." So you better not draft me. He could go back into the draft next year. Right, right. So, so he, but he can't go back to uh, Clemson, right? Uh, to the, to the. Uh, you mean well, you can't go back to and, and play in college. Like once you declare, like your once you get an agent, I think your eligibility is over. See, that's the thing. So he would have to wait. Uh, what was it, Jamar Chase style, where you just don't play that year? Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, I, but then, but 
the worst second round draft pick of all time <laughs> is also a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Oh no, <laughs> drafted a punter. Oh, you know who this one is. You know who this one is. Grammatica? I'm just kidding. Huh? Well, it wasn't I'm, Grammatica. It is a kicker, but it wasn't. It is a kicker. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who that kicker was. Arroyo. Arroyo. Yeah, that's right. Arroyo. He ba- he bounced so fast. He bounced like a quarter off the sidewalk so what's fast worse? off that team. But you want to know what's worse? What's mm-hmm. worse is they traded up into the second round. And they used, <laughs> and I don't know if this is all the Vernon Hargraves one. This is yeah. why. This would be funny in this podcast. one of the worst drafts of all time. But the if you remember the 2016 draft, the Bucks had the ninth pick, and you would ask me, "Well, what should the Bucks do?" And I said, "Well, they should draft Laramie Tunsil or 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 trade down." But I'm afraid they're going to pick uh, Hargraves. <laughs> well, the ninth pick came around, and they traded down two picks. And I said, "Oh, well, that's good." But and Laramie Tunsil is still on the board at eleven, but they go and pick Hargraves. But the draft capital that they got for trading down two picks is what they use to draft up to get a Royal. Right. And if you want to, <laughs> and if you don't make fun of, like for example, the Raiders took Janikowski in the first round. He at least was on that team for a heck of a long time, and he was one of the best kickers in the NFL. And you know, you at least got returned. You didn't get someone like you said. You traded up for a kicker, and the kicker didn't even like make it through your rookie contract. Uh, I, yeah, I think he did play a few, but I don't think he made it through the whole season. No, <laughs> no, he did not. I mean, he was forced to be on the team. He should have been cut in in the preseason, but they but they were forced to keep him because he was a second round draft pick that you traded up to get. Right. Traded up to get that. The, the trading up is the hard part, and that's yeah. see that's that's what people bang on the uh, the 49ers with uh, the, these running backs that they've been taking. You know, they took Trey Sermon; he's not on the team anymore. They took Tyrion Davis Price in the third round, and, but it's like you're trading up, like you're you're doing things proactively to get these guys, and then. I mean, that just shows the the confidence and hubris you have. Like, we got to go get them. <laughs> Some other team's going to take them away, and then it still doesn't work out. You didn't just sit there. You didn't use the Patriots method of like, if you draft that guy and you get him with a trade down or just sticking where you are, it looks a lot better. The optics are a lot better. And see, that's what drives me nuts about Leach is he is from the Patriots system, but he acts like he's from the San Francisco system. <laughs> right. He's trading up and wasting draft picks. And the and one time he's traded up and it worked, which was Ali Martin. Right. Which he could have got if he would have just waited because he was a small school guy and everything like this. I don't know. It drives me nuts when I, uh, the, the, you know, because to me, he he's the worst general manager in the league and he's going to get a pass because of Brady. Right. At three years of Brady. It may, that, that cures a lot of ills when you, when you have the quarterback. What, what's your thoughts so, on that? Uh, what's your thought on the 49ers when like for years now it's been trey lance has sparsely played they traded up a ton to get him and it seems like every other quarterback has been doing positive things in that offense um i think i think i think that was a a front office mistake not a kyle shanahan mistake i think kyle shanahan knows mac jones i know he he knows he can take a kurt cousin or purdy you know, and make them viable. That's the reason why Jimmy Garoppolo, 
That's the reason why. I mean, I don't. Did, who did they just pick up? They picked up somebody. Uh, oh, they got Sam Darnold. Yeah, and I bet they'll you probably turn they'll probably turn him into something decent too. Right, and I bet you he. I bet you he turns into a pick that would be worthy of a first round pick with with San Francisco. Right. Um, um, he, here's your trivia question. Okay, yep. the, the um, uh, Leach was has now been with the Bucks for nine years. So six years without Brady, three years with Brady. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, wh- who has who? Where does he have more wins in his first six years or his last three years? Oh, last three. Yeah, he has thirty. He was thirty-four and sixty-two oh. before Brady. How do you have a job thirty-four and sixty-two? That's a and big then, sample. Yeah. And then Brady with Brady, 37 and 20. And that- <laughs> it's all about the quarterback. Other than Shanahan, tell me a, a, a guy that can make, you know, that can make a, a, a banana smoothie out of a rotten banana. Like, let me, like, like I'll wait. I, I, well, first of all, I mean, this was, this was, these are some of the things we talk about. When I look at it, the, you look at the Patriots without Brady. Okay, you see what they are. You see what Belichick was before Brady. Okay, I mean, you see that. I mean, how many people have come from the New England Patriot tree and been successful? Right. Grable? I mean, I can't think of anybody else in front office or coaching that has been successful. This is what Brady was in. I mean, and 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 here's the thing: the but. Leach had a losing record with the greatest quarterback of all time last year. Okay. And if I, when you go down the list, the Bucks had eight wins. Six of them were under a touchdown. So what do you think they're going to be like? <laughs> well, yeah. Quarterback of all time. Right. And they had Brady thrown 700 plus times. And frankly, I'm surprised he retired. I'm surprised he, he he is not playing, and I still hold out a non-zero chance that he's you know that he's done that that he's going to be you know that that he can't be wooed back for for some some uh, situation because his arm did not look like the typical forty plus forty two year old plus wobbly Peyton Manning or uh, Brett Favre or these guys where it looks like they're Ben Roethlisberger they're just holding on for dear life. He, he still he looked like a thirty five year old. So I don't. Well, no, I don't. He did that with no offensive line last. Year. Right. I mean that offensive line that middle six of the, yard passes to Chris Godwin. There were no, no zero running game. Zero yep. game. It was I mean, all on him. Yep. That's the reason why. That's the reason why I'm going to tell your group that <laughs> that the best bit you can you can pay for your UTH subscription <laughs> if you bet. That the Bucks are going under six and a half wins this year. Wait, six and a half is their number? Yes. Oh, I don't see how they could get six and a half wins? Well, well, that well, right. Tell me how. Right. No, I don't. You, I mean, they they have no quarterback. They have no offensive line. Well, let's let's start there because hey, I think you're you're bearing the lead here. They spent a meaningful second round pick on Mr. Kyle Trask, and they brought in former 101 Baker Mayfield. What do you mean they have no quarterback? 
Well, that gets me to the other point I, of why the trash tree of draft was so bad when I went nuts. Because here it is, you have the greatest quarterback of all time, and you're not drafting an offensive lineman. No, see, this was like going Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. You got to get the next guy. You got to groom, groom the successor, right? You know, Kyle Trask, yeah. successor to Tom Brady. See, I had no problem with them going into cap space hell because if you're a Buccaneer fan, you're basically for your career. This is including your Brady era and your uh, your Gruden era, Dungy and uh, Gruden, you know yeah. you're, you're at thirty eight percent win. So you already are used to losing. You've had <laughs> incredible years, and they've mortgaged the whole future because what are they, the worst cap space or second? You know, so this is a rebuild year. But you got to do the Rams. You got to do the Rams philosophy. Push it in for as long as humanly possible and deal with the wreckage later. Right. And, well, the thing is, and then people are so unrealistic. They go, well, it's a weak division, and and we have all the pieces in place. Where? <laughs> right. Now you got white one. What's funny is you can look and you go, oh, well, the Saints are in a much better position than you are. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, no, no, I, I think the Saints, the Falcons, and Carolina are all in better situations than the Bucks. Right. Well, the Saints, though, were considered in cap hell. But look how they, they circumvented things. They have Derek Carr. Yeah. They have Derek Carr. They have Chris. O they hit on Chris Olave. They, you know, they have Alvin Kamara. They have, they they're in a more robust situation. And they always seem to be able to piece together a defense. Doesn't it, I, I was just looking at some of the salary cap stuff just because I wanted to see their situation. Baker Mayfield's getting one point seven this year. No, he's. I thought he can get eight million. Well, I, I mean that's not his base though. I don't know. Like if he plays half the games, does he get a lot more? I don't know about that. But his base, his his, his cap figure is one point seven, which is. Yeah, I mean that's no, literally I, lower than any quarterback I can recall of note getting signed this offseason. He was the right. last guy at the table. There was one chair, musical chair left, and Baker Mayfield said, I'll take it. Well, he had no choice. But the other thing is he looked at who he's going to have to beat out. And Nobody. But, but the thing is, I mean, you would not want to... Oh, I forgot. That would have been a good movie to put on the list, Paper Lion. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that one. That was really good. No. That was a quarter, was a quarterback. He wanted to see what it was like to be a quarterback. Yeah. It's it's a great book, and then they made a movie out of it. But uh, but the thing, I mean, they have no left tackle, none, none on the roster. Their offensive line, they got they're getting Jensen back, and they got Tristan Worth. I mean, you got rid of Donovan Smith and Shag Mason, which was your whole left hand side of the line. They have it, it says here they have two offensive linemen that are making more than one point five million. Yeah, Jensen and unless unless you drafted yeah Jensen and Worth and one of them you know Worth is that a fifth year no that's a he's in the last year of his rookie deal it looks like no he isn't no 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 he isn't no this, this is his fifth year option his, I think this is only his third year third or fourth year oh okay they re-upped him already I think yeah yeah this team is like it seems like in twenty twenty it seems like twenty twenty four is going to be their bottom out re re rebuild it from the ground up year. Well, this should have been the year they did it. Well, I mean, they have... But they're still holding on to so many of these guys. You know, I mean, you have Shaq Barrett making a fortune. You've got, well, you know, Devin White wants out. Yeah, but no, Shaq Barrett's injured, so you can't really trade him until you know right. what you... Yep. I, they, you know, the thing is, I would go to Mike Evans 
But I see most of like Mike Evans, I would say to Mike Evans, Mike, we're going to suck for this year for sure. Maybe next the year after that. Right. The, do you want us to trade you? You know, and and we will trade you. You know, because be, that'll get them get rid of the cap space, and it'll also you know. But well, and just there's no point to him being there, right? I mean, he, no. he he's going to log another another you know seventy eight catches, eleven no, hundred yards, and it's like no, he he's not he isn't going to be able to not with Why this not? because this team has no quarterback, no <laughs> offensive line, and no running game. They're never going to be on the field. Okay, so the defense is just going to get worn out. So there's not even going to be garbage time catch-up mode is what you're saying. No, I don't see any way that this team is competitive at all. Well, no, there's a difference between Mike Evans isn't going to accrue the stats I just said versus they're not winning games. Like, I know that part. Well, what's he going to do? Like you just said, like you just said, pay for your membership for life by taking the under on table (laughs) this year. Because I'm just going to tell you, the only thing he can do with the amount of time that the quarterback's going to have is to go five yards, turn around, and make a catch. Okay. I mean... But he might do that five times in the, in the fourth quarter alone. And you've got to remember that the most of Mike Evans' production comes because he gets into the end zone. I don't That's see... True. That. That's true. And this team, how many touchdown opportunities are they going to have, right? Like you're saying, extending drives... Teams not being able to play shell and and ru- rush the passer and make Baker Mayfield have bad decisions. Wanted to take a minute to tell you about the offerings over at UTHDynasty.com. Recent content has been uh, two feature shows looking at rookie and Debbie draft interrogation rooms. What that is, is I take a draft. We actually had a live fire mid-August here, traditional rookie draft, super flex, and was able to talk through all those picks and the player profiles, uh, the life as you know, taking bets on, on players before the NFL draft, a lot of that discussion as well. So you get to hear that as well as a personal rookie Debbie draft uh, combo league, uh, eight rounds deep, plenty of Debbie discussion. Even if you don't play Debbie, it's for future references for your rookie drafts. And uh, again, for the current year of rookies that you'll be surprised with uh, 100, 200 Debbie names that are rostered at any given point in time in a league like that. Still plenty of guys like Dalton Kincaid and others that slip through the cracks, even in a premium format like that. Also massive rookie big board update, the final one before the NFL draft. And you get an update show discussing some of those recent changes, feature career uh, arc looks and, and profile analysis on some young tight ends, Jelani Woods, Trey McBride, James Mitchell, to name a few. And then finally, uh, a show on rebuilding dynasty trades gone wrong and gone right. So there's a good way and a bad way to get younger, insulate yourself, and uh, potentially help your team where there's a lot of ways to hurt your team. So you can enjoy that over at utahdynasty.com. Bonus content, additional content, premium content by signing up. Never been a better time as we're getting ready for NFL draft as well as the rookie gauntlet here in the month of May. Shortly upon us, less than two weeks away. Cannot wait for the NFL draft to shift and, uh, and shuffle that boggle container of player value and NFL depth charts going forward. One thing, doesn't it seem like Kyle Trask is like a perfect quarterback pick in the second round, but 20 years ago? Yeah, yeah. He's a dinosaur. 1960s, he would have been successful. I mean, he is immobile with a capital I, and he's just at the wrong era. 
He had Kyle Pitts. Let me be this way. He is exactly the Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel got lifted up by Mike Evans and Christian Kirk and all these other guys. Mike Evans made Johnny Manziel. Uh, Pitts made Trask look good. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I don't see how this team, you got to remember that Mike Evans, didn't Mike Evans have the most incredible line of all time? He had two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think actually, I think one of the games was he had one catch for one yard and one touchdown, and it like oh, saved, I it it saved his fantasy days. day because yeah, he had, and he had no catches. It was like the mid fourth quarter or something like that where he made that. Yeah, I thought it was two two two, but maybe it was one one. <laughs> That's like a uh, a fullback line, one of those uh, goal line vultures from back in the day. So, so these are the ways that we can go with this. You want a little buck history? You just want to. Well, no, I, I'm, I, hey, I'm, I'm just recording an intro. We're, we're slotting this thing in. I'm not, I'm not deleting any of this stuff. Are you kidding me? It's gold. Just keep going. I was, well, I was, here's what, here's one thing I wrote down. Should they trade up for a quarterback or should they bottom out and just get a natural pick that's far okay. higher next year? See, to me, to, well, here's my question to you. Okay. Uh, well, obviously, Caleb Williams is probably better than anybody in this draft from a quarterback standpoint. So is Drake May. Yeah. Yeah. And Drake May. Okay, so why not bottom out this year? Get either the one or two. Because teams don't tank. Williams or May. They don't. T- we don't actually see teams tank. But you're saying this team will be bad enough. It's not tanking. They're just playing. Well, I think what you're going to see is if the front office is smart, they're tanking, but the Bulls can't. Right. Okay. So front Todd- offices can tank. Coaches can't. Right. Right. But the but but when you give a team nothing. I mean, where 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 are they deep? I mean, I don't even know where this team is deep at. Running back. What you got, White and Edmonds? Yeah, White Edmonds, and then we don't know if Keyshawn Vaughn is good or bad because they refuse to play him. So no, he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) How about the rookie phenom, Kate Otten? Boy, that guy's a game changer. He's not. Never. He's not. He literally goes and gets the yards he, he he is allowed, and then he falls down. Um, I hate to say this, but if I'm going to rate the top ten Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's in the top ten. Well, are you are you saying because he's on a rookie contract? Like what you're the bang for the no, buck? He's in the top ten, or no, just no? Because he's on the team. <laughs> top ten. Yeah, that's this a pretty damning is, statement if he is. Uh, well, that well that gets into this is the reason why it's wonderful if you were. I mean, first of all, the Bucks should not trade up. I mean, if anything, they should trade down and try to get more capital. Well, well, what if Will Levis falls to the teens? Is it close enough? Here's the problem, though. They can't trade their first round pick next year. They can't because that's no. going to be it's going to be like a Seattle. Remember when uh, Seattle ended up, you know, trading away Russell Wilson, and that pick ends up, you know, they got they got the pick from Denver that ended up being very high. That would happen to Tampa Bay. You can't give up a high pick next year to move up this year. Right, and I think they're. I I think they're realistic. I think know the writers that I see. It's so stupid. But I mean, would you rather have Will Levitz this year with no right. line, or nothing, or anything, or would you rather build up a line and then draft May or Williams next year? Right, because because in the teens is the zone where isn't there's like three or four offensive linemen, and you may get a look at one at your spot. Right. And yeah, you want to know who I who I would take if it came down to 19 and he's still there is I would take Robinson. Because, really? 
and the reason my logic is it's a running back for five years. So right. I have to use him much this year when when I'm tanking. But when, but now as the later years go on, and now I've got a quarterback, I got a line, I got. I'm that. really surprised to hear you say that you take a running back. Huh? I mean, I, well, actually, well, over a quarterback is kind of what you said. Yeah. Huh? Over a quarterback, I believe, is the phraseology you said. Right. 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 The, but I mean, I don't mind, I wouldn't mind them taking him because a running back for five years is all you're going to get out of running. Back. Yeah. I'm just looking at this wide receiver depth chart. You got Mike Evans making a fortune. Chris Godwin's, he balloons next year. Yeah, yeah. Russell Gage is a shoulder shrug veteran that's just okay. Like they have to revamp all that over the next 24 months. And I'm going to tell you right now, I can tell you, you can almost guarantee who the Buccaneers are going to take. Okay. Buccaneers always take the fastest player. They have the best track team, but they don't have the best football team. But you look at the guys that they pick, they're all fast. That's the reason why like a guy like Brian Branch, who's going to be probably a super safety in the NFL. But but he didn't test well. Huh? But he didn't test well. Right, but he because he runs what a four five eight. Yeah, so he's got no chance to be on the Tampa Bay roster. No chance to be on the Tampa Bay football player, but doesn't run fast enough. Right, exactly. They have to have people who run under. That's the reason why I was shocked that they picked up Edmonds because I mean, why? What is he? Four six or something? Four five eight, four five six. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't. But that's the reason why I think he's just a placeholder for a year. I mean, he would be anyway, but. But, okay, so you would say so, so. It sounds like the prudent pick would be offensive line, right? At nineteen. Well, yeah, and there were three. There were three superb offensive linemen in this draft, which I don't think they're going to get any one of those three. Okay, and so Are you counting Skronik, yeah, right? Skronik, uh, Jones, and, and Campbell, uh, and Paris, and Paris Johnson. Paris, Paris Johnson, yeah, yeah, and Paris Johnson. Have you seen the length of that boy's arms? Oh, I know. Holy crap. He's the opposite of me. See, then it gets down. Do you draft Harrison or do you draft um, Darnell Williams? Now, the thing is, is that Harrison makes more sense because he already played left tackle. And you won't have to move Tristan Worth over to the left-hand side. You could just place him there. Right. But Darnell Williams, he didn't, his testing didn't look that great, but but man alive, when you watch him play against in the SEC, I mean, he could handle himself against Anderson and some of these big boys in the SEC. So I would assume that one of those two would probably be the most logical pick at that point. Well, you just said logical, so let's throw those things out. What are they actually going to do? <laughs> yeah, they'll uh, they'll trade up and get Will Levitz and give away next year's first round. Oh, God. That, that's the worst case scenario, right? Oh, by far. Anything that's a trade-up, no matter who they're trading up for, you cannot, I mean, this is like a dynasty team, you cannot give up your first-round pick next year. No, you can't. Well, the thing is, look at the holes. They have a hole at quarterback. They have a hole in, uh, on their offensive line. They they like you. They have, they don't have real, a, real tight, a real tight end. Right. They're, they've got one defensive tackle. That's, I mean, because Hall looks like he's a, a bust. I mean, their defensive ends don't look like they're anything. Their linebacking, you got the old guy in, uh, in David, who's yeah. probably higher. And then you won't have White out. 
you have nothing there. You got decent corners, but they're always injured. And you got a good and you're and you got one really good safety. And then they picked up Neil from Seattle, who I don't know why he was never a starter there. But I mean, Vita Vea, Vita Vea balloons next year. By the way, he uh, balloons. He balloons to twenty plus million, and their yeah. dead cap if they were to move on is more than twenty million. They can't get out of that. No, they're not going to move. They, well, he's that's the reason why there are certain players. He's young enough. Him and Worth and those guys that you could still build around. Those yeah. guys. That's the reason why they have to have a quarterback. That's the reason why next year you 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 draft the quarterback that you get for five years at a cheap price. It's the only way you could do it. But you but you need to really you know is Mike Evans really of any value two years down the road from now? Well, here's here would be the other logic that you hear, which is if you get a rookie quarterback next year, who's he going to throw to? You know, if he's got Evans and Godwin, you know, that certainly can help him transition much quicker. Now I could see I could see the Bucks picking flowers. Because, really? Well, he's fast. Is he is he fast? <laughs> Isn't he? What did he run? He's like 170. I, these all these I, small I, wide receivers. Well, he's fast. Well, he's you better be I'm fast to make it in the NFL at 180 pounds. Yeah, I, I don't see them drafting if he got to the second round, but I can't see it in the first round. Okay, Flowers is. I don't like it because he's older, uh, but yeah, he's 180 pounds. He ran 4.42. So yes, 4.42 in a vacuum is fast. Is it fast for 180 pounds? Not really. Yeah, but uh, but I don't see. I see them. The Bucks are definitely going to draft the wide receiver at some point. Okay, that's a, that's a given. Um, but there's a lot of smaller, fast guys in this class. Like my my whole thing is like, why would you draft Zay Flowers in the first if you can draft Marvin Mims in the second? And you can just keep going. There's a there's a wide receiver like that in every round, right? And the, and the thing is, this problem the Bucks have is they have their first, second, and third, but they don't have a fourth. Mm-hmm. And then start. Then I think they have two fifths, two sixths, two sevens. But you know, really, what's your chances of a fifth, six, and seven panning out? I mean, yeah. And not only that, but that's the thing I had about Leach. He goes after these little toolsy guys and, you know, and small college guys and stuff like that that just don't ever, you know, really pan out that well later. Do you think, do you think someone like Hendon Hooker would make sense since he would be a glorified red shirt into 2024? You see, I, I, why, why even bother a quarterback this year? Okay. I mean, that's my feeling. Well, then why bother? Why'd they bring in Baker Mayfield then? Why bother? Because he's good. He's because they feel that he's completely useless. I mean, it, obviously. But then why don't they give Kyle Trask a chance tra- uh, to crash and burn? Then I don't understand. No, they, if you're never going to play Kyle Trask, what's the point? No, no, no. Well, oh no, Trask. I think Trask is going to get the the first. I think he's going to get the first opportunity. Really? Okay. I do. Yeah, I do. Because what's going to happen is, how is Mayfield going? I mean. This is by far the worst offensive line. If Mayfield gets beat out by Kyle Trask, that's a, a glorified career ender. Well, it is. He. This is the end of his career. This is okay. This is the end of Mayfield's career. The, wow. Okay. I mean, because he, he had well, no interest, and then he has to go to this depth chart, and he's going to get beat out by Trask. Well, let me put it his way. The uh, the I, I remember Bill Cower back in his coaching days, uh, and they were talking about players on his roster and he goes i have the pp uh system is what he said and the guy goes 
And he goes, yeah, he goes, it's performance and problems. And when your problems are greater than your performance, <laughs> right. you're out of here. When the and chart the, line starts to shift. And so Mayfield is always going to have problems. I mean, I don't, I, you know, obviously there's something in his character or whatever, and he's going to get mutilated on this team and embarrassed and can they do more commercials though with now the tampa like with the the pirate ship and everything can they can they redo the commercials of him living at the stadium because those were fun it, it would be good i mean he he would be much i'll tell you one thing if he were drafted by tampa he would have had a much better commercials because that that pirate ship is it would be would be a classic yeah so, but i i mean i just and they'll they'll probably pick a quarterback either later and you know you know they'll they'll do a flyer on some late like tune or some stupid <laughs> thing like that that won't that won't make a difference but. i mean again you had a 101 and you got a guy drafted in the second round and what you're saying is they have no answers at quarterback which is probably well, who who are the who who is their competition for the for the top picks next year okay arizona but the Arizona, I don't think Arizona can get out of their uh, Kyler Murray country. Do they want to get out of that? I don't think they can. Okay, then you got no, I know. you got Houston, who's probably going to draft a quarterback, right? Yeah, right. Houston will be drafting a quarterback, and okay. you would figure you you would figure even with a rookie, their quarterback situation this year is going to be better than better than uh, Tampa's, right? Yeah. Oh, well, the Carolina didn't Carolina beat Tampa with Brady and and no and who is there? I don't think don't even know how far down. Yeah. You figure the Colts are good enough, even even if their quarterback situation is in flux. You figure the Colts are going to be um, good enough as a team. Um, Raiders are going to be good enough. Falcons are too good to get the one on one. Well, but the question is, is that if they play if they play Ritter, then they're yeah. playing for to try to get the thing but but the thing is is okay. you know i still so maybe atlanta atlanta's in the picture but atlanta i think is a better team than tampa what about tennessee could tennessee fall all the way down or oh, the no Vrabel way. factor too good no way no yeah though no, they're okay uh, washington is the only other one because they're gonna they're too good i think they're too good to to be that low but they have Sam Howell. I mean, I'm only trying. That is true. That is true. You were looking. You needed to deduce it based on quarterbacks, right? Yeah. So I'm what about the, what? Are, and the, what about the Jets if they don't get Aaron Rodgers? Oh, the Rich Gates are going to get Aaron Rodgers. Get, Green Bay has to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Right. That's why if I were the Jets, I'd give him a fifth round pick and say he'd like it and suck on it. Well, you know what I would do? I I'm paying him sixty million dollars, top of the quarterback market, for a guy that may not play more than a year. Yeah. Well, no, what I would do is I say, I'll give you a second. If you make a decision today, it goes down to a third tomorrow, uh, next week, <laughs> or, you know, and exactly. And I listen to so much Milwaukee sports talk and all they say is who, who has the leverage? Well, think of it this way. If air, if it's, if it's July, August, and then week one and Aaron Rodgers has not been traded, how does that go? <laughs> Yeah, you're too, you're too, you are now fighting with the Buccaneers for the number one pick. <laughs> the Jet, no, but just you're you gonna play Jordan, you're gonna play Jordan Love. You're gonna no, play, have no, Aaron Rodgers be the backup. You're gonna play play Aaron Rodgers again. If you had Aaron Rodgers back on your team next year, you'd have to cut half your squad. Well, see that that's what I mean. The Jets have the leverage. 
Oh, they do. That's what I'm saying. I, I think the Jets, this whole like, oh, we want your first round pick. <laughs> You're not see, even getting close to that. See, to me, I would say you'll get the second round pick. And if he plays another year, uh, a contingent third round. No, see, I would say it's a fifth. And if he play, if if we make the playoffs, it's a fourth. If we make the Super Bowl, it's a third. If he plays for at least you know three years, it'll become a second. Like it'll be, we'll we'll add a second. Like I would just make the entire thing incentivized and conditional. Yeah, if there was just somebody that I saw. There's no market. There's no market. Who's going to go after Aaron Rodgers otherwise? No one. That's it. The uh, the other thing is, I just saw somebody get traded for a fifth round pick, and I go, "Holy crap! That's a." That's oh, a- I know. It was a uh, Okuda. Yeah, Okuda. Detroit let him go after like two years. I go, my god! Uh, what was he number two? One hundred three overall, I think. Yeah, and uh, so I mean, I but no, I agree with you. The I, the Jets have all the leverage. I, I, and all they have to do is wait out the NFL draft. Just wait the draft so that they're giving a 24 pick instead of a 23 pick. And then as the summer goes, things are going to get really interesting there in Green Bay. Well, the other thing is is that the Jets could always do Lamar Jackson if they want. True. Yep, they I can mean, always just pivot. And the other thing have, is they they have options. Green right. Bay has well, I don't know. There's talk. I don't, I don't really believe the 49er stuff that they're going to be interested in Aaron Rodgers. They collect quarterbacks. I get that, but you don't collect sixty million dollar quarterbacks. They're not going to. They're not. So, gonna. so we limited. So the 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 chase for the one hundred and one that would prevent Tampa from having a, a high pick next year. We said, you know, Houston doesn't have many good pieces, but they're going to be. They have two top twelve picks. They're going to be adding a quarterback. So the presumption is they they maybe have a chance, but they could be right there. Carolina's adding a top quarterback, but they have a pretty good roster otherwise. Yeah, Arizona's too good, you said. Yeah, I think the Saints and Carolina are the are the two best teams in this division. Okay. And the Falcons, you said if they don't if they don't draft a quarterback or move up for a quarterback or if they play Ritter, you basically said they are in the hunt for a top three pick next year. I still think they're better than the Bucs, but I think that right. at least they're in the they're in the top. And that just shows you the problem with the Bucks situation and everybody in this division is the division is so weak that you may be you may be a worse team than every other division, but you may actually you're playing you're playing six games against weak opponents, let's say, and so you're going to split some of these. You know, you might go two and four against one of your divisional opponents just because they're weak too. Right, right. Where where Houston, I think, has harder team. Well, Houston has been pretty much. I mean, obviously, the Jaguars are probably the the cream of the crop. But I mean, the yeah, but Tennessee I, and Indy, Tennessee and Indianapolis are better than 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 you know Atlanta for sure. Well, there's always a, a handful of playoff teams from the year before that don't make the playoffs the current year. Do you have any? Do you have any good? Uh, good sense of the fallers that are going to come out that are going to know well, that, that made the playoffs or, you know, made some noise last year. And then this year it's going to be a, a dose, a hard dose of reality. Oh, I think the giants are definitely in that cat in that of overachieving last year. Yeah. They, what, do you think, what do you think about the Vikings? I think the, well, did the Vikings even make the playoffs? I don't remember. Oh yeah. They won like 12, 13 games. And it was like, they, they won so many close games. They were huge overachievers. Their defense is horrible. Well, the problem is that division is pretty weak. I mean, right. they, the Lions actually have a good chance of actually. Oh, I know they're they're a trendy pick to to make the like their Super Bowl odds are like for for people that do that sort of thing. They're, That's absurd. they're pretty tasty. They're not a Super Bowl. They're not <laughs> right. a Super Bowl. Team, but 
But you will look at but if you look at that division, that division's weak. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers division's weak. Uh, the problem, the thing is, the, the Washington Commanders have a good chance for the number one if they play Sam Howell, because I do believe, well, obviously, Philadelphia is good and Dallas won't be terrible. I mean, so, you know, and the Giants are bet, way better than Washington. But even though I think Washington is much better than the Bucks, it's just their schedule probably helps them right. get the number one. Do you have a strong... But Arizona, to me, is the team that's the most obvious to be the worst record because they have to play San Francisco, um, yeah, Seattle, and, and, and L.A., I would assume, is going to be better than they were last year. Chad Parsons here, and you've heard me reference over the past few weeks about the UTH NFL Draft Guide, and it is here. It has been released. There's also a 30-minute companion tutorial podcast talking you through the entire guide. The pre-draft version is out. The post-draft version will be right around the corner, finished by the end of draft weekend. And you're going to get that free signing up at patreon.com slash UTH. A free copy of the guide. It used to sell for $25, $30. You sign up as an all-pro for less, and you're going to get a month worth Worth of exclusive content, you're going to get both copies of the NFL Draft Guide, and you're going to get access for that entire time to the VIP chat room, which is thriving. Dozens of the best dynasty owners on the planet. I'm in there answering questions. It's my go-to spot when I have a few minutes to answer questions about trading, team building, player profiles, and frankly, just sharing uh, UTH studies and, and stories behind the curtain of UTH development of content. And again, historical research, as well as putting together things like the draft guide, putting together things like a big board update, talking through the draft when it gets here, live fire, especially on Saturday with uh, round uh, with day three and all of the priority free agents and talking through the changes that are coming and the process there on the UTH big board. You can also find uh, bonus content like tough to rank rookies. What makes an elite prospect uh, looks at the draft class like that that you're not going to get anywhere else. So again, free draft guide and bonus content that makes it way cheaper than how it was buying a standalone draft guide from UTH in years past. Never been a better time to sign up and try out all of the re- those resources at patreon.com slash UTH. Do you have any strong take with the uh, the top quarterbacks this year? Did you get to watch uh, Anthony Richardson? Well, I got to see, I got to watch Anthony Richardson play, and yeah. uh, and I and I was shocked that when people were saying he was going to be a first round pick, <laughs> he didn't look he looked like an athlete, didn't look like a quarterback, and so uh, and then he was injured a lot too. So, but I will say, tell you, I've not seen a combine workout better than his. Right. That was pretty spectacular. Well, it's just, you can't, I mean, it's a Madden build a player, you know, like he basically is Cam Newton amplified. He's and what he, he can offer as a runner. I, I think he's Michael Vick and Cam Newton. Right. He, he's Michael Vick child, and Cam Newton's body. <laughs> the child of those. I mean, right. so now the question is, will, will, will he become a football player? Right. I, that's the big question. I mean, I can't, I wouldn't want Bryce Young. I mean, I think he's going to get broken. I mean, right. when he's getting hit. I mean, CJ Stroud seems to me, I mean, like the most obvious one that has a chance, but I, I'm not a big fan of Ohio State quarterbacks. They don't seem to ever pan out. And what, and Will Levitt's, I mean, I mean, he's, he, I, somehow, somehow every time I see Will Levitt's, I think of Jeff George. 
<laughs> right. That's actually a good one. I haven't, I haven't heard that one and I haven't put it together, but yeah, I'll have someone that, wow, look at that arm talent, but there's some scattershot moments. Is he wired the right way? And Jeff George, he bounced around, but he, he kept getting jobs in the NFL. Why? Because everyone thought they could fix him or harness him, you know, and that talent into tangible run the offense. Isn't that, isn't that with every player? They, I mean, I don't, I, it seems like there's always a team that thinks they can fix a player. Yeah. I mean, and in basketball, I mean, how does Russell Wilson go from, I mean, not Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook go right. from team to team? Uh, or or or, um, or uh, Kyrie Irving. Irving. I mean, these guys destroy teams that they're on, and they still take shots, yeah, because they're so good. Because there's only so many aliens in the NBA, Keith. I mean, there's there's like 20 players that can tilt your results. Now we're finding out that guys like that are tilting your result the wrong way, <laughs> but yeah. there's still one of that subset. <laughs> but I don't. Are, think- are you, if you were at 101, if you were at 101, what quarterback would you take? I think I take C.J. Stroud, even though, yeah. I, well, it depends. But if I if if I had a really 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 good offensive line, I would pay Bryce Young. But it would yeah. have to be it would have to be one of the best off, offensive lines in history. <laughs> okay, and you have to and you have to continually mold and foster that level, like almost like the Dallas, right? Dallas when Dak got there. And for for years, you know, they they kept in drafting first round uh, offensive linemen, and they hit on them. Um, what do you think of the, the logic of the whole the whole point of drafting a top quarterback is to get an elite option, and Stroud might can be considered a floor option because that's that's what some people are saying on why you know if you were at one, you would take Anthony Richardson because he has the best chance of all of them to be a true game changer. And if CJ Stroud levels off at QB sixteen in the NFL, then that's kind of a waste at one on one. Yeah, I, well, the, Richardson could be QB one, or he could be QB forty, um, a non-starter. I mean, right? Just, I mean, his tools are amazing, but you know, it's not Brady has shown you don't need the tools to be a right. great. You know, you if you just if you're, I mean, I don't understand how the guy. Couldn't beat out Kyle Trask. I mean, was still fighting with what Emory to get <laughs> Emory Jones, right? Yeah, I a non NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's got to be something there that doesn't that just doesn't seem right. So I don't know. This is to me. This would this reminds me of a of the same year when the Bucks had one one and they picked Jameis Winston. And I knew that I didn't want Jameis Winston, and I knew I didn't want Marcus Mariota. But when you have one one and one two, you have no choice to- but to take whatever you view as the most viable quarterback there. If there's one to, ta- I mean, last year you know with Pickett and Willis, there there really wasn't one to take per se. But yeah, if you're in that situation, that's why you're there. You better trade yeah. out, right? If you're not taking a quarterback, you better trade out. Yeah, and you better get a billion a billion draft picks. But 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 you have to find someone basically willing to trade up for the quarterback that you're not interested in because right. they're not going to trade up for Will Anderson to one. Well, that's the reason example. why I was shocked how much the Bears got uh, for the number one pick this year. I mean, I'm just right. I mean, I mean they they got a they got a real wide receiver plus all those picks. A, a good a wide receiver with a good contract that was even. 
that Jameis Winston draft, I look back. So he went one, Mariota went two. No other quarterback went until 75 yeah. in that yeah. class. That was the one where Brett Hundley was getting a little buzz, and then he he propelled down the board like a sinking ship. But yeah, the but but the Bears. See, I love the, the Bears. Need to go one of two ways. I'm a, I'm a constant. If you don't have, if you don't love your quarterback, you better keep drafting him or better keep uh, working on acquiring one. But you know, Justin Fields played well enough with his mobility and the fact that he had nothing around him. I was like, I could see trading down, getting the haul, and and continuing on with Justin Fields on a rookie contract for sure. Yeah, and and you know, if it doesn't work out, the next year you draft a quarterback. Right. You know, I mean, but you have to give, but you're still on a rookie contract with him. So, you know, it's, it's worth the, I mean, to me, if I had Bryce, if I drafted Bryce Young this year, I, I think I would want to trade him in year four or five. And if he give, makes it that long. Uh, well, because the thing is, is that if he's going to be making 50 million, I'm not going to be able to invest in an offensive line and then he's going to be dead. If the original team doubles down on Daniel Jones, what makes you think they're not going to double down on Bryce Young? Right, exactly. Well, These teams yeah. don't let quarterbacks go. They get sticky fingers. They cannot help themselves. They're going to lock themselves into Daniel Jones for another few years, and it's a road to nowhere. Well, I think the only reason why Jameis Winston got jettisoned is because they brought in Bruce Arians, Bruce Arian, and he okay. was, and he didn't, you know, he didn't, he wasn't in love with uh, Winston, and he just went and he said, I'm not, I can't handle 33 interceptions. <laughs> How fun was that though, Keith? I mean, that season of 30-30 was so fun. They would get down 24 to 7, and then Winston would have three touchdowns in the second half and lead them back. But you got to remember his, his Mike Evans Mike Evans, who made Johnny Menzel a first-round draft pick. Right. I mean, there was talk. But by the way, for, for those people that don't remember, the Bucks, there was a lot of talk about the Bucks drafting uh, uh, Johnny Menzel at seven. And that's when they drafted Mike Evans instead. And the thing is, is that it is, sometimes you get lucky because if you remember that draft, Sammy Watkins was the yeah, hot At four, and then Evans was at seven, right? And that, and that's the only reason why they would have picked Bucks would have picked Sammy Watkins if he was there. <laughs> would have been a bus draft, but now it looks like they're geniuses because they got Mike Evans. They drafted a Hall of Famer, right? But then well, behind was OBJ and uh, Aaron Donald. So I mean, that was that's a pretty well. And that wide receiver class in 2014. I mean, I was just starting to do like dynasty analysis and everything. And that was the first year where I was like, get a bunch, you know, trade down in your drafts, get a bunch of rookie picks and, and all this. And it, it looks like, it looks like a genius, you know, class to do that for because you had Mike Evans, Beckham, Brandon Cooks was in that class. You had Devonte Adams, Allen Robinson was available in the late second round. Like, it was just, I mean, a drove of future starters there. And, and what's funny is Watkins is one of the weaker ones as the, the first one off the board there. You know, this year's crop, it, it looks like everybody's small. They are. They are all small. And yet here's what the funny thing is. Everyone wants to pick apart Quentin Johnston. He's the one guy with size. He has long arms. He 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 breaks tackles. He eludes defenders. He's six foot three. And, and you want to pick him apart for some guy that's 170. I find that yeah. very interesting. I mean, I look at all these guys and they all look like slot receivers. Right. Yeah, they probably are. Almost all these guys are going to be slot guys, which is why I can't have them overly high. I can't be overly uh, bullish on them because 
if you're not driving uh, drafting a, pu- a future wide receiver one potential, then what are we doing here? I mean, at least Jackson Smith the Jigba is coming into the NFL at the right time because right. you've seen him on Ross St. Brown. You've seen this more slot, you know, more three wide receiver sets than ever before. And, you know, an offense can can drive through that for 150 targets. Yeah, he's going to be, I think he's going to be like an Edelman type. He'll be really good. He'll be able to get separation. Yeah. They, they said some sort of mix of, you know, is that Edelman? Is that Jarvis Landry? Is that, uh, but we've seen that be successful. Right. But I don't you, see, see a deep threat. I mean, that's right. the, you know, I don't know. To me, I wouldn't, this is not the year I, the, if you need a wide receiver, this is not the year to be. Picking. Right. Yeah. Well, and my whole thing is if you're going to, if you're going to draft Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers between like 15 and 25, just wait. There's a bunch of guys. Yeah. Just wait. Um, and yeah, that's the reason why the Bucks scare me because they're just looking at 40 times. <laughs> well, if you're looking at 40 times, uh, this is not a bad class to, to, uh, right. to, to fill your coffer. I just don't know how they would possibly look at their depth chart and be like, in our situation right now, let's go after a wide receiver. Yeah. I can't it makes no sense. See it in the top three picks because, well, that's, they only have three. They, like I said, they don't have a fourth. Yeah. So, I mean, they have got to get an offensive lineman, uh, an offensive tackle. I mean, but if they a, get squeezed out on that, though, well, they can't get squeezed out because there's five of them. All right. So they, I mean, one of those five are going to be there, and then, okay. but, but then, but then, you know, but if I had to, I'll take a, I'll take a defensive back like a Joey Porter or someone like that. I mean, just take best player. Yeah, I mean, right. Take the best player. I mean, and, and I mean, obviously, I mean, I remember when they picked Winfield. I go, good. I mean, second round pick. That made sense. They needed a safety. Uh, you know, uh, XF NFL's father. You know, same thing with Porter. I mean, looking so at I, the looking at just one uh, aggregated uh, mock draft data here, they've got uh, Miles Murphy, the the edge guy, going to Tampa. And that's because they missed out on Joey Porter and Deontay Banks, two corners in the two or three picks before their selection. Oh, I think Banks will be there. I think Banks will go after. Okay, but that's another that's another good corner option. So where did they put Branch? Because I think Branch is the. He's best. always been in the twenties. Like he, they have him to Tampa. I mean, sorry, they have him to Jacksonville at twenty four. Um, doesn't fit the mold. He's. I think he's the best safety in the draft, but I don't think he fits the mold of what Tampa looks for. So. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. So, they, so yeah, in this one they had Paris Johnson going before Skronsky, going before Broderick Jones, going before, I guess, and then uh, what was the other one? Yeah, Darnell Wright was already gone. So four, uh, four offensive linemen but are Harrison, gone. But Harrison, Anton Harrison, is a is a good choice from Oklahoma because he plays uh, he pl- already plays left tackle. That's a that's a big thing where they don't have to move. Christian Worth over to the left side because we don't even know if he can play that side. Right. Yeah. What do you do? You move him over, and then all of a sudden he's he's not what he was on the right hand side. Exactly. But I think, but I think that uh, I think if any of the top three fell there, the it would definitely be offensive lineman, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's uh, Wright or Johnson at that slot. I, me personally, I would try to trade down a little bit. From 19 if those are the two that are there and then you know and, and i hope that it sounds I, like between corner and offensive lineman the odds that one of them is there of requisite value will be the case 
Well, their corners aren't bad. The Buccaneer corners aren't bad. But the problem with the secondary with Todd Bowles is his defense is so friggin' aggressive that the guys are always injured. People are always injured on, uh, and so I mean, so that's the reason why I, you know, they, their corners are probably the the strength of the team. Uh, you know, with D- Davis and with Dean. So, but it wouldn't hurt to have another corner that you could even play at safety, like a Joey Porter or something like that, because he could play the slot guy. So not a betting show, but it sounds like unequivocally we've we've gone and uh, the six and a half, Tampa Bay, six and a half. I'm putting my house on it. Putting your house on it. And, and Keith runs investment groups and like he knows what to do with your money. So he's, he's putting his house on the six and a half. And again, the more we talk through this, the more it's like, how do they possibly, you know, if they were in any other division, it sounds like that line would be lower. Like that's probably the biggest variable, right? It's just the level of competition on their schedule of saying, you know, that, that might give them a win or two otherwise, even if they are a truly weak team, that would be the one, the one. But, I, I, but the big thing is when I look at their eight wins last year, six of them, were less than a touchdown, and you had the goat. Right. And now you so don't have the goat. Now you have the loat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I just don't see how a Mayfield or a Trask are, are going to be able to convert those into wins because, I mean, it was all two-minute two minute offense at the end that Brady is, you know, the best in the world at. Right. Like you said, Baker is not Baker or Trask are not going to be able to cover up for the offensive line concerns that Brady can with the the quickest identification of where to go with the ball, uh, putting it on guys within, you know, two seconds of when the ball comes out. Like you just, that's not going to be, this is going to be a slower moving passing game. And there might be a, a few sporadic big plays, but man, you know, he's going to eat the ball, right? And there's going to be some bad, bad results uh, just because of the processing is going to be a lot slower. And they can't run the ball. Right. They can't run the ball. And you have no, and, no and I, I just it, to me it just looks like uh, if the Bucks get 20, 20 plus points five times this year I'll be shocked. Wow! All right, there you go. So constantly playing catch up too. So defenses are going to be able to rack up pressures. Yeah, and, and and all it takes is a bad decision or two uh, in the second half, and all of a sudden the game that. You know, they might have closed it to, you know, 28, 30 to 21, you know, because they, they backdoor a, a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That turns it to 35 14. Yep. That one bad decision. Yeah. So, all I, right. Always is that I can't imagine people uh, going crazy drafting uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer offensive players this year, where right. I was hot on them during the Brady uh, years yeah. now. Yeah, Rashad White is the one that, you know, he doesn't have elite pedigree and he's walking into a situation where they're not going to be good at running the ball. So he better get a huge monopoly of the of the total touches. But they brought in Chase Edmonds, who's serviceable. They have Keyshawn Vaughn. Like, I, I just don't think White is going to get 70% of the touches from the backfield. I think he'll be injured before that. Well, they, well it depends. If, they, if the Bucks are always going three and out, then 70% of the touches is pretty low anyway. Right. Like, yeah, the sustainability factor. And and guess what? Baker Mayfield's not a checkdown guy. Tom Brady was. Tom Brady utilized Leonard Fournette in a massive way on the, the underneath routes with, with strong success. And that's okay. not going to be the case with Mayfield. 
Now, you know what, a, the, which is another thing of, uh, that the Leach shouldn't get credit because Brady brought in uh, Fournette. Fournette would have never come to the Bucks if Brady wasn't there. Right. He brought Gronk and he brought in AB. Okay, I'm sorry. Those three guys are not there if Brady is not there. And this team would have been wretched for the last three years. Maybe, maybe Baker Mayfield will bring in Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe, he's gonna, maybe Bray, Braylon Edwards. Who knows who he's going to bring in from uh, from Cleveland? My God! And so I, I just maybe it, like Aaron Rodgers, he can bring in all of his friends. Hey, I really like Donovan Peoples Jones. But I think <laughs> I think the Bucks are closer to three wins than they are to six. Wow. Okay. So, so you think an appropriate line is more like four and a half? Oh. It's- Instead of six and a half. How they get four and a half. I I know, but in general, they they set these lines like, again, the good teams in the NFL generally, like you're like, oh, why is it only (laughs) 10 and a half or 11 and a half? You're like, this is a great team. But so, I mean, the NFL is about parity. That's the reason the line is how it is. Do you know offhand what NFL teams have a lower line than Tampa? Uh, Arizona is five and five, I think. Okay. Houston, no, Houston is Houston just below. Houston was, but I think some of their acquisitions made to make them higher. I know Arizona was no, no. Uh, Houston and um, Houston and Arizona, I think, are five and five. I think the Washington is seven and five, which is a joke. Here we go. Yeah, I, I see the list now. So we got some five and a halves, which is uh, let me see. We've got Card- Cardinals, Houston at five and a half, and then we got Colts, Bucks, Washington at six and a half. Yeah, and those are your worst teams by far. And just, I just think the Bucks are truly the worst of that of that group. Arizona is the only one that's maybe because I don't even understand Arizona right now. So, oh my goodness, and get I get this one. I, I saw over at FanDuel. This is not a promotion, but that you get plus one hundred four for taking the under of six and a half, and minus one thirty two on the over on six. So they're begging you. You get plus money, plus odds there to go on the under of six and a half. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. When when are you you driving through Vegas? Because I'll send you money. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, really. Actually, I looked up that California, it's it's, uh, outside of casinos. casinos, It's not uh, legal. So I don't know if that's going to affect any of my my fantasy stuff over the course of time. Like I wonder if I go to join a new league and if it's through a big box site or something if it's going to restrict me. Yeah. That doesn't sound right, but maybe it's sports maybe it's sports betting in general. Fantasy is probably above board. Yeah, well they regard. don't consider fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's a game of skill. There's that big uh big court case years ago. I remember I remember uh I was in DC and I was sweating it out listening to to podcasts for the the whole off season because it was like is this going to be considered uh is fantasy going to be considered part of sports gambling in most of the country at that point it was going to be illegal. Interesting. Lots of arguments. Uh any final thoughts Keith uh, as we close up shop it could be Tampa or otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I I know that the thing that is uh, I remember in the 90s when I used to play the ESPN leagues and stuff like that and and I was always winning those leagues because there was no nobody had information. Nowadays, there's so much information. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why a site like yours is critical because that's the only way that people are going to get an edge over you know the nine million stupid draft things that are out there. So. Right. That I mean, take getting the ESPN draft guide. You know, 
in and July. The, the hard thing about football, which because I used to bet baseball a lot, and baseball, uh, you know, is much easier because there's so many more data points. You know, football there's just not as many data points. It's it's much harder. Short season, sixty plays on offense per you know per team, and it's it's chaos. It's twenty two players moving like that old electronic football game, all in yeah. divergent directions every play. Yeah, that's the reason why. The one thing that I want to do is one day I'm going to go to Vegas and I'm just going to bet the under on every single player or whatever they say. Because I think that it's like sixty to seventy percent, right, is winners because well, because they, of injuries, number one, and because of maybe getting benched, and then you also have just poor play. You have three outs, and the only way the only way you get the over is quality play, non-injury, and non-benching, right. Yep. Take, unders are not sexy, but unders pay the bills. All righty. All uh, right. We're done, but you got to go watch Airbud. <laughs> we're done. I got Airbud and I, I got, what is it? Something about Joey? Something about Joey. Airbud, yeah, yeah. Air but you got to get Airbud Golden Retriever because that's the one. That's the football. Golden Retriever. And it's just Air, and then Airbud OG is just the uh, the basketball movie. Yeah. And All then, right. Uh, yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you back on. Um, we had a, we had a ton of of stuff. We we didn't even go over in a in a bonus episode of our top baseball movies. We can talk about golf movies. I mean, uh, we were we we were talking about sports movies, and it ended up going all the way to the point of so many sports. I mean, it's just a loaded competition. You gotta you gotta break this out. All right, that's gonna do it. We got uh, Keith uh, again. Good to catch up with him. You know, uh, not being in Florida, we used to see each other what four times a week. And during this time of the year, we talking about a draft every single time we saw each other over at the tennis club. Um, and not as much anymore. But great to have you on the show and go geeky with uh, certainly my biggest uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers correspondent here. Okay, thank uh, you, Chad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am Chad Parsons. Until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties.